It's 3 a.m., and there is a phone in the neonatal ICU, and it's ringing. Something is happening in a remote newborn nursery. It's 3 a.m., and your premature baby has just been born. Who do you want answering the phone? You're listening to ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today is Dr. Rachel Brown and John Fortney. Dr. Brown is a clinical assistant professor of pediatrics at the Ohio State University College of Medicine and an attending neonatologist at Nationwide Children's Hospital in Columbus, Ohio. Dr. Fortney is the senior medical director and chairman of the Department of Pediatrics of the Adena Health Systems in Chillicothe, Ohio. Today we are discussing high-tech HD video conferencing for neonatal critical care medicine. Hi, Drs. Brown and Fortney. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us at the Clinician's Roundtable. Thanks for having us today. Thank you very much. Well, I guess everybody wants to know, how did Nationwide Children's Hospital and Adina get together? How did you get in the business of telemedicine? It came through a grant that Nationwide Children's Hospital received for telemedicine. And we, as a hospital, are about 60 minutes outside of Columbus. And the majority of my group, we're a 12-member pediatric group, had trained at what was back then Columbus Children's Hospital and had a good relationship with the neonatology department there. It was also noted that we were probably the biggest referral center to them in the state at that point in time. So that it was felt that if we had the telemedicine ability that we could consult them to make sure that we were sending babies appropriately and keeping those that could safely be kept here. Rachel, uh, is this something that Nationwide Children's Hospital was interested in getting into? Was there any pilot programs prior to this, or is this really forefront technology? This was the first true telemedicine. The cardiology service has done echoes that are sent to them, but really this is the first time that patients have been able to be visualized live at the time that the consults needed. So we should really call this audio-video medicine. We're past telemedicine. Absolutely. And the infrastructure for this, was it available? I mean, it's got to be a huge cost to this. Actually, there is a group through Ohio State. It's called the Ohio Supercomputing Center that has built up the OSC network in Ohio that we were able to use for the system. So they, ha- they basically have all the networking for us. Is it Internet-based, or how is the transmission taking place? It is. It's broadband. Okay. And in terms of HIPAA compliance and all those nitty-gritty things? Well, that's, that's kind of something that we haven't had to deal with particularly at this point since this is sort of a pilot study. It will be something that we'll have to eventually deal with as far as legal, as far as HIPAA compliance. Of course, anyone who's on either end is using HIPAA compliance, but we don't actually have a specific HIPAA form you know, to be signed by the parents or by the doctors that are involved at this point. Yeah, for the most part right now, Bill, what we're doing is using the telemedicine in our nursery so that we remain HIPAA compliant. As it goes further than that, I think that we will have to think about that. But for for the time being, it's an area that's not a problem. To both of you, you're getting visitors at the Children's Hospital and in your nurseries at Adena from people that are interested in bringing this technology to their own areas? Yes, we had actually a presentation that was video broadcast to Nationwide from Adena, and we had a number of news stations and newspapers and magazines from the southern Ohio area and their hospitals that in the surrounding areas that came that were very interested. Yeah, at Nationwide, we had a conference that was involving telemedicine where we invited a number of the people who have been involved from the OSC network 
supercomputing center, people who were involved with the government relations that have been involved in helping us continue to be able to get grants for some of this. I would practice at Lutheran General Hospital in Chicago, which is part of the Advocate Healthcare Systems. And at the adult level, they've established an EICU network covering many other hospitals uh, with a full-time intensivist basically on site looking at monitors, kind of like an air traffic controller. Do you anticipate something like this happening Or, you know, if you look five years into the future, what are you hoping for? We do hope that we get to that point. Sometimes there will be a need to be monitoring babies more frequently. At this point, we consult when we're called upon to consult. But we feel like as we get more hospitals involved throughout Ohio that will need our help, that it will get more to that point, that we'll be watching multiple monitors, helping people through codes, helping people establish an airway. We feel like this kind of has a lot of Well, it basically has unlimited potential. John, are your nurseries considered level one, two, or three prior to the video conferencing? We're technically a level one, but we should be going to level two within the next year. We're we're probably about a level 1.5. Do you, Rachel, John, do you see that with the video conferencing that level one nurseries can become level twos and level twos, perhaps level threes? Where does it stop? I doubt that you're going to see level twos go to level threes. That's more technology-based in terms of and subspecialty availability. Level one to level two nurseries, if you have interested pediatricians in a community and a high enough newborn volume, I think you will see it because your level of comfort rises because you do have the ability to call Rachel or her team and have them actually in real time see what you're dealing with so that your comfort level goes up significantly so that I think level one to two, I doubt two to three. I think that's one of the reasons that initially Nationwide and Chillicothe Adina got together because you guys were anticipating becoming a level two. And I think we would be able to help you with some of the things that you would be doing as a level two, starting to use CPAP and those kind of things. Since we do that all the time at Nationwide, we'd be able to help troubleshoot because we've already been through all those things. So we would be able to help a level one become a level two. We feel pretty comfortable that if they were having a problem with something, whether it's just a mechanical problem with equipment or something else, we would be able to help them through that. I'd like to welcome those who are just joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today are neonatologist Rachel Brown and pediatrician John Fortney. We're discussing neonatal critical care audio-video medicine. How many babies per month, per year are born in the Adena system, and how many are being video conference now that the system's up and running? Or what do you anticipate the utilization to be? Our births last year were about eleven to 1,200. And we probably use the telemedicine two or three times a month, sometimes more. We noticed a, about a 50% reduction in transfers to Nationwide Children's Hospital. Now, not all of those were a result of telemedicine, but a good number of them. Are you comfortable with that, Rachel, too, that the babies that are staying there are doing as well as if they had been brought into your house? We feel like that that's true. The pediatricians in Adena are very committed to this and are committed to trying to keep the babies that can stay there in Chillicothe so that they can be with their moms and avoid a transfer. We still have kids coming from Chillicothe, the ones that need to come still come, but really I think what this has done is kept some of the kids that were slightly borderline where you weren't sure if they were going to get better or they were going to get worse. We've been able to peek in and see how they're doing, and if they get worse, then they come, and if they get better, which is what happens a lot of the time, there's just a rough transition that they can get through. And with the committed pediatricians from Chilcothe, they're able to help them get through that, that we're able to leave them 
at their birth hospital. As a pediatrician, probably the scariest moments for me are the middle of the night when you get that phone call and it says, we need you in the delivery room as soon as possible. It just thought to me as we're talking, have you brought the video conferencing into the delivery room? I mean, those are the times where I wish I had a lot of help. You know, up until this point, we have not, but that's something you could certainly envision. I think as the technology gets better and better, the, the setup is rather large at this point in time. But there's no reason, if you knew ahead that you were going to need them, you know, you you had an imminent, very premature birth or multiple birth that you were concerned about, you could do that. I I think that's a good point. That's something that uh, I could see us doing going forward. And it is fairly big, but it is mobile. It's on a cart, so you can move it to different places, which is what we do when we do something here at Nationwide with the kids who do need to come regardless because they're very premature or need some specialty help here, we're able to also show mom the pictures from the baby's bedside from Nationwide to Adina so that the, even though the moms can't be here, they can see the babies. We just move our unit and we're able to hook into the baby's bedside and show the mom. So it is mobile. I mean, it's, it's big, but it is mobile. What services are provided via the video conferencing in terms of assessment, but you know, what's sort of the gamut of things that you've used consultants for via the system? We've used them for any number of reasons. The interesting part of this is that we can also access our computer system so that we can show them x-rays, for instance. We can show them EKGs, and we can have the baby on the screen pretty much simultaneously. So that I have called them before because I just wanted a second reading on an x-ray where they don't even need to see the baby. But they can call in their radiologist or it may be the neonatologist, but somebody to help me, do you think this is a pneumothorax or do you think this is, you know, whatever that might be on the x-ray? And that's been very useful as well as EKGs and then then using everything all together to kind of evaluate the baby. So we have audio, we have visual, we have laboratory, x-ray, so that we've used it for all those situations and, and it's worked very nicely. And in one particular case, myself and one of the other neonatologists were evaluating a rash on a baby that everyone was a little bit concerned about. And we looked at it, we quite honestly weren't 100% sure what it was. But what we did was we contacted the infectious disease consultant on call and had him come to the NICU and look at the baby also. So we were able to kind of come to a group consensus and decide that what the baby had did not look like it was going to cause problems. The baby could probably go home. We all felt comfortable with the baby's clinical status, but that we would get the baby into infectious disease the next day. And because we had the ID doctor there, we were able to kind of get the baby in fairly quickly and that he already knew who the baby was. Rachel, has any of the neonatologists made, I don't know whether you call it virtual rounds? I mean, I could just see kind of moving this camera bed to bed, at least if Adina moves up to being a full-blown level two nursery, I could see that the attending pediatrician going on rounds with the neonatologist from Nationwide. That's in the plan. John, you like that idea? Oh, yeah, I love that idea. I think what we'll try to do is to staff our level two with both neonatal nurse practitioners as well as pediatricians. We've been in talks with Nationwide Children's for about the last, really, five years, expecting that we would ultimately go to a level two nursery. 
And that would very much be in the plan, is that not only would you do it on an emergent basis, but you might just run everybody by them every morning because they, they will be backing us up. So that I would expect there'd be a lot of interplay between the two centers as this moves forward. Rachel or John, any additional comments or thoughts you'd like to let us know about? I just think that going forward, this is going to be used, I think, pretty routinely, not just in a neonatal nursery, but also on the floors, and particularly in pediatrics, where it's much harder on a regional basis to get subspecialists, you know, and you find those in the big cities only. And it's nice not to have to be able to send every kid 60 miles in order to get looked at when you can do it so easily and interface with the individual and come to some agreement on who needs to be seen, who doesn't need to be seen, and in what time frame they need to be seen. I I think this is going to revolutionize really medicine and the way it's practiced today. I'd like to thank Dr. John Fortney and Rachel Brown who have been my guest, and we've been discussing neonatal critical care audio-video medicine. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and enjoy our on-demand and podcast features, which gives you access to our entire program library. Until next time, I wish you good day and good health.